Hoy! Neo Hoy! <laughs> I don't know. Last one, Dan. We're trying some new things. Why not? Oh, all right. Yeah. I'll give it. I'll give you this one. Ahoy, Neo Hoy! I don't remember. Did we do one or did we just do it for the end? I mean, it's too late now. It's already done. That's true. We don't edit this thing after exactly. all. It comes out flawless every time. Yeah. Uh, well, gentlemen, Joey here to say welcome to the show. Gambling Dan. Ready to roll some dice. Play some cards. I think you would prefer cards over games of chance, right? Yes. Well, I mean, I guess you could argue that it's a game of chance, too. Welcome to life, my friend. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And welcome to Atlantic City, released September 3rd, 1980 in France and December 19th, 1980 in Canada. I don't know when it came Mm -hmm. out in the States, probably soon after Mm -hmm. or maybe in between. Came from Paramount Pictures in North America, an MPF planned film from France. Directed by Louis Mal is back and written by Jean Guerry. Welcome to the show. Taglines, Dan? I am ready. I actually don't know the one, although I know one of them. Okay. I bet it's the last one, but let's find okay. out. Tell me if I'm right at the end. She okay. made him become what he always wanted to be. A lover, a hero, a rich man, and a killer. Okay, uh, I think wrong. that one's pretty. Yeah, I think that one's pretty good. Yeah. Honestly, we could have just read that sentence and called it a day. Yeah, basically what we're about to say here. Uh, this one comes from Australia, Dan. The theatrical tagline: mm-hmm. "Laugh, cry, and dream." So it's like live, laugh, love. Yeah, it predates it though. Everyone okay. knows it comes from Atlantic City. Yes, Australian trailer. Yes. We all, as we all know, yes. Yes, I mean, I think the movie is more famous for that than anything else. Yes, that's why we're here to really be like, hey, I know we all know it from "Live, Laugh, Love, Cry." I don't remember what they say. I think it's just "Live, Laugh, Love," isn't it? We picked up a sign at like a Home Goods or something that says "Love the wine you're with," <laughs> and it's up on the speaker in the living room. Wow! And it's like in the tackiest cursive handwriting too. I mean, that sounds about right to me. Yeah. It's right next to the poster of the atomic bomb explosion that we got for like $2 online <laughs> just to put something on the wall. It's a fun house. You should come by sometime. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds it. <laughs> uh, and I would say you want to talk segues. Everything I just said about the house applies to this final tagline, which I'm guessing once again is the one that Dan is familiar with, where dreamers can be winners. Yes, that's what I know. Felt like it'd be on the poster or something. It is, yeah. It's the poster on, yeah. Welcome to the show, everybody. Blu-ray exists, Dan. Uh, which I was not aware of, that I'm very upset about, that no one told me. Excuse me, sir. You, I mean, you did. I'm saying yes. before, previously before, before you told me. I think a lot of when you were looking for it and hyping it, it didn't exist. It yeah. came out pretty soon after. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I also have another goodie that I have. Oh, so nice I have looking soundtrack copy of the soundtrack on vinyl. So I have I have a soundtrack on vinyl. I bought it at Princeton Record Exchange. It was sealed for yes. $3.99 when I bought this way way back when. Sticker still on it. Sticker still on it. And it also has a sticker showing that it's new from Caldor. So it was oh, originally Caldor. from Caldor. Wow. Yes, to, to, to show you East like, Coast friends. Yes, yeah, so exactly. So I mean this is OG. I mean, this movie definitely is the era of Caldor for sure. Oh yeah. But I, I thought I would share that. Uh, I haven't listened in a while, but it's a great. It is a great score. I mean, Michelle that Legrand building that it. explodes in the beginning, Dan. You yeah, could say that's Caldor, you know. Yeah, basically, it could be a metaphor, you know. I just remember being thrust into life and consciousness, and Caldor was there, and then suddenly it was taken away, and I yeah. had to learn life anew. It was them 
Clover and Bradley's for me. Were, no Clover, but Bradley's we had. Yeah. Clover was great. The Clover was actually my favorite. I would say Clover was like probably closest to Target on, I would say like almost like almost like a precursor to Target in my area. Nice. I would say Bradley's was pretty close to that too. Yeah. Um, they're same, similar, similar vibe. Yeah. We had Ames was one. I know Ames. Yeah. And Stars, I remember as well. Don't know Stars. <laughs> you, I know Stars, and they're called Burt Lancaster and Susan Sarandon, dude. They sure are. What stars they are. One yeah. towards the end of his career, the other right at the beginning. Interesting. A lot of that going on in this one, huh? Yes, definitely. I was trying to think about when I first saw this film. Yeah, give us um, some backstory. Because I think I probably found it through Louis Mall, just because like I was really when I was really getting into like French New Wave. And then I happened to see that he had this movie that came out in 1980 that was filmed on location in Atlantic City at the time. And I have always been fascinated by movies in Atlantic City just because it's so close. I've been there growing up and stuff like that. And sure. just like there's a certain vibe, in the, especially in the 70s and 80s, when it was in kind of like this like decrepitude, as you kind of see in the movie. And it's just such an interesting juxtaposition because you, you have a guy that's not from the united states coming in and, and trying to kind of reflect this era of like it's this juxtaposition of like modern at the time and then and there's this like old harken back to like the crime noir of the early days and and they talk about that in the movie with you know knowing bugsy siegel and knowing all these like you know guys back in the in the heyday mm-hmm. of gangsters and stuff like that i was just always like just fascinated by this film it just always just kind of like enraptured me it kind of like just like i got like really just wrapped up in this movie just it's just such a weird bizarre almost like a fever dream in a way (laughs) of of a movie yeah um and it's it's mostly shot on location so you get to see you know the real seedy your real seedy era uh, in particular of atlantic city which is you know it's, it's kind of ebbed and flowed throughout the decades but well and what you were saying with like him being time. you know a french filmmaker coming in from the outside you know there's no like nostalgia or right you know it's like it's not look being filmed through rose color lenses it's just like this is what i see and it's right. honest it is what it is uh, you know if for the Noiros who have been with us the whole time and, and remember the burglar, you know, you could compare it to mm-hmm. that, which is a little yeah. bit more of a better time for Atlantic City, which I believe we talked about this movie a little bit during that film. I don't think I had seen this. I, I mean, I only saw this for the first time like a, mo- a month or two ago, yeah. if that. Yeah, I feel like I probably mentioned it like a while ago. It, it came up yeah. quite a bit, honestly. Yeah. And it was like, okay, this is something I got to do. And then I went for it. And then, then I was like, hey, Dan, this is great. And then mm-hmm. you did your usual, oh, I wish it was on Blu-ray. And I'm like, uh, it looks like it is. <laughs> I had, And I, I've been suffering with this old DVD copy for many, many years. So now you can finally but... donate it to a child in need. Yeah, I, I still have it somewhere. So I'll, I'll give it to someone that hasn't seen it and pass it on. I think on that's and... going to be pretty easy to do. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great movie. I feel like and, a lot of people haven't seen this one, and that's why we're here. Yeah, and and also it's it's interesting you brought up the burglar because I didn't think about it, but there is that connection between Philadelphia and Atlantic City in both movies. Yeah, and, you can't just and, stay in Atlantic City. You need a little bit of like you're coming from somewhere that matters. True. You know, yeah. <laughs> but it's just yeah, it's I mean everyone seems to love Philly in this film. They're like, oh god, yeah, because like Atlantic City is almost like a prison. I mean, you see it in the film. I mean, it's it's basically like falling apart it's a building being exploded for sure yeah i mean burt lancaster at this point and the character is atlantic city you know something that was once special and glamorous and now it's 
elderly and falling apart and coasting yeah. on uh, stories from yesteryear. Like, oh, I used to be something special. And both cases of his character, Lou, and Atlantic City, it's bullshit. You know, it probably sucked yeah. the whole time. But, you know, we're rubbing lemons on it. We're going to have some good times. <laughs> yeah, some interesting things in this movie. That I mean, is the, the something one... quite unique is that lemon rubbing that Suzanne Sarandon does, which we find out is to give her to the fish smell from her job, right. which is some good good way to go about that. Right. But watching in the beginning, especially, you're just like, what is she doing? This is really What weird. is he doing? He's just like, yeah, watch might as well be jacking it in the dark. It's pretty creepy. <laughs> He's a creepy dude in this movie, you know? Yeah. Not a good guy. I think my favorite thing about this movie is the uh, the garage, the the outdoor parking garage. Mm-hmm. Like just that that whole sequence is great, but just like how bizarre that thing is because like I've never seen that anywhere else. And I, I think I even I, I did put some notes together, and even I think Louis Maul had said that at one point, which is like I had never seen anything like that. I've never seen anything since, and it's true. Like it's such a bizarre. I mean, it, in a way, it kind of makes sense, but it seems also not very efficient. No, uh, not at all. Yeah, it's just as far as timing goes and such. Wasn't that in the burglar too? What? A, the parking, the parking thing? garage thing? Oh, man. I'm or is it remember. just because I saw this movie like a month ago? I don't know. It just feels very familiar. I don't remember. I don't know. But I mean, I, real, real quick side note since we we keep bringing it up is it, it's criminal that the burglar is not more readily available on a physical disc. Hey, I, we I, got this one. We, we could do it with the burglar. Yeah, because I, I really I really do like the burglar a lot. And Fantastic. I feel like yeah, a great I, double I, feature with this. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that needs to change. So somebody, anybody that's listening. Dan's putting his foot down. He just slapped, slammed his fist in the palm of his hand. And he's like, and then he pulled out a gun and he's like, this is going to happen. Yeah. No, I'll, I'm not going to do that, but I'll do the fist. Thing. He, pull, he pulled out a, a list of producers and film distributors. And he's like, this is coming out. He grabbed his chloroform and <laughs> his rope. I mean, it. Should just be on disc. Like, what's what's the holdup? That's what you tell them before you tie them up, Dan. What's the holdup? Yes. You show them the movie, you make them watch it, and say, "Why is this not on disc?" All one coast, wherever his uh, estate, whoever has his estate. If you're listening, you think that's who has the rights? You don't think it's a film studio that owns it? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was it was an independently financed movie, if I remember correctly. I think he he didn't they they finance it and then like it got picked up. Yeah, but I mean, if it got picked up, that means it probably picked yeah. it up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's talk about this movie that we're here to yeah. talk about. The burglar episode's fantastic. Go listen to it, yeah. Yeah, give it a listen. But basically, you got Burt Lancaster as Luke. You know, he's an old-time guy who ran with gangsters, but really didn't do anything tough or menacing. You know, he's just kind of like a numbers runner kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, small time. Know? And he watches... From next door, old Sally, who is Susan Sarandon, she, she's got a lemon thing. And it looks like a, a better time than what he's dealing with, which is Grace mm-hmm. K. Reed, who um, is just an older lady with him. She was married to a big time gangster that Burt Lancaster worked for. And he's like taking care of her and she's taking advantage of it and really enjoying bed and her yappy, shitty dog and <laughs> the foot rub she gets. So he Ring wants better. Yeah, oh, the bell that goes up to yeah. his apartment, it's yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Susan Sarandon, she has a husband who isn't around anymore, who ran off with her sister, mm-hmm. who is now pregnant, and they just did a big cocaine robbery. They saw someone like hide it in a phone booth in Philadelphia. So they're like, oh, don't mind if I do. 
Mm-hmm. And then they leave. The car breaks down and then they pop up and visit Sally, who is not psyched to see them. And like we said, she works for like a, a restaurant, ton of fish. So she smells and she's training to become a dealer at a casino. That's mm-hmm. her way out. She left Canada and her husband and sister because, you know, she didn't want to get stuck in that life. It was go nowhere, small town kind of bullshit. She wants better. She wants comfort. Mm-hmm. That's where everybody's at. Dave is his name, the ex-husband or current husband, separated. Mm-hmm. He's trying to sell these drugs. But they're like, dude, you look insane. You look like a fucking cokehead. Yeah. <laughs> he said like the, the poster boy for like, what was it? Like anti-drug ads or something. Something like the something one guy amazing, at, at the yeah. Harlem. Yeah. And he's like, you got to clean up. We're not going to be able to move this stuff. Like I work with classy people. So it's like, all right, let me figure this thing out. He ends up with Lou because everyone's staying at the same place and Lou is trying to show off. So he's like, yeah, I'll help you out. And he gets taken advantage of, too, because Dave's like, oh, yeah, I heard about you. Uh, they talk about you in Vegas. And he's like, oh, I like that. People talk about me. Hi. Yeah. He's like, no one's talking about you. Baby. Yeah. Scared. So they work together to start selling this cocaine. They go to this hotel where they, they're able to get rid of this cocaine you know, pretty regularly. And I like those guys. They seem like a very fun group of guys. I mean, they're all coked up. Of course, they're yeah, the one guy, the guy that's bankrolling it. Yeah. yeah, he's a lot of fun. So shout out to them. Things seem to be going well. They make some money. But eventually, the guy's looking for the drugs. They catch up with Dave. And this is one of my favorite scenes is where he's just got that escape. And he's trying to run away from his impending murder. But they get him. And like the way he gets stabbed is, is so realistic and incredible. Like it's just yeah. such such a bummer and such a bummer way to die. Watching this movie again made me extra glad we didn't do Friends of Eddie Coyle because this kind of takes its place, you know, like it is just a very mm. old sad sack and especially someone from Hollywood. I don't know, like all the movies we did up to this point in Neo Noir Vember, like all the, the films, they had studs, you know, like this is the first loser mm. we've really had to deal with. I mean, you know, I guess Gutenberg in a way but he's doing all right well i mean at the end i mean he's i mean he is but he isn't in a way I mean, this one in, in, in for a, lancaster in a, yeah in a small way in a small way in his eyes he kind now he's, of a, like, he's a fucking loser he's telling everyone he did the fucking murder dan he's gonna get busted but you what a, what a moron and he lost the girl he blew it yeah he blew it like, all right he blew it uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was just so excited you know Finally. He should have been murdering people way before. I don't know why he waited so long in life, Dan. That's the lesson of this movie is don't wait to grow old. Just do follow your passions. Unless it's yeah. murder, we say don't. But yeah, in movie senses, yes. And then in, in the film universe, do what you got to do. Right. In like the last action hero universe, you're allowed to kill there. That's true. That's like a, a purge universe where crime is OK is in yes. movies. One movie at a time. That's yeah, Tokyo double dipping. Yeah. You gotta watch one murder movie and then you gotta cleanse your palate with like a historical fiction or a romance. No one can die in it though. Yeah. All right. We got that. I don't, I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know where we're going with any of this, Dan. This is Neo November. We're off the cuff, yeah. baby. Yeah. So Dave is dead and Burt Lancaster uses this as a way to get close with Sally. He starts throwing money around like he's someone big and, he, you know, he loves telling tall tales about himself and he's in the zone with Sally. He's like, yeah, I'm great. I used to work in crime. Look at me. We'll take care of your husband. We'll send him back, you know, to the family with flowers. You don't want to be talked bad about at a funeral, he says, which is yeah, that's good mm. advice. Things are going great. He also pawns off Sally's sister, Chrissy, 
to go <laughs> deal with Grace is like, yeah, go rub her feet. She loves that. Keep her busy. Yeah. We're going to go take care of this stuff. And yeah, he's like doing great. There's that great scene too, where she gets the news about her husband's death. And it's where Robert Goulet is singing. Yeah. <laughs> he like goes this into is... the phone booth and he just like is singing into the phone booth. Even though this poor woman is clearly not handling it so well. Right. And it's like the hospital too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's such a yeah. It's such an interesting juxtaposition that voice, in that though. scene. Yeah. Oh, sure does. That's on I mean, the soundtrack, a couple of, right? Um, I think it is, but I will double check for you. Yes. Yeah, so, Atlantic City, my old friend, musical lyrics by Paul Anka, vo- vocal by Robert Goulet. Yep. Oh, yeah. Paul Anka makes on sense too. It was worth it, man. It's got some great photos on the back. Got a good a good production picture of uh, Louis Mall and uh, Susan Saran who were dating at the time. That's right. Um, and to say that. Yeah. Do the songs, do they play like at the end credits where it's all just like a weird mashup or like <laughs> tunes from one song to an. Yeah. Um, or does it, do you get the full songs? Uh, you get the full songs from what I remember. That's too bad. I'll have to go listen to it again. But it's, like I said, it's been a while. But uh, it's, I mean, it, it's it's great. I remember it being great. I mean, it was definitely worth the $4 I paid for it. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, it, just for the cover alone would be worth $4. Exactly. And then also, Dan, we got another cameo coming in. Someone we saw before on a previous appearance of Neo Noir Vember. Mm-hmm. Wallace Shawn is back. Yeah. And and you got uh, Michelle Piccoli. He's also, he's great. I mean, he's in, he's been in a million movies. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, not, not a cameo. He's a bigger role. But I mean, he's, he's just a really great actor. Absolutely. But yeah, more Wallace Shawn Noir. He's great. And it was before yeah. my dinner with Andre. Mm-hmm. The way to warm up. You know, it being 1980, it still has like a very late 70s feel to this movie, too. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically you could you could argue that. I mean, it was filming probably in the, in the 70s. Oh, totally. I, I mean, so, anytime yeah. a decade's on the cusp of just switching over, you're still getting a little unfinished business from before. Yeah. So Lancaster's throwing money around town and talking himself up. But eventually these drug dealers are looking for their money and the, and the drugs and they find the two of them in the streets and assault them. And suddenly, Burt Lancaster is not on top of the world. He's reminded of his age and his cowardice. He's, yeah. He's a fucking loser. Poor Susan Sarandon, all her stuff. Or like Rachel Walkman, radio. right? Wasn't it? Yeah, that radio. That's not yeah, cool. Yeah. Trying to rock out. And every, you know, she's, she's struggling. So everything counts. But now everybody knows who he is. And they go back to the apartment. And Grace isn't helping either. She's like, ah, you <laughs> fucking... You believe this guy? He's a liar. Like everyone, my husband said he was, he sucked. And here we are. I mean, we're living in this shitty apartment. Clearly he's not that great. Yeah. And you know, Sally later on is like, yeah, obviously (laughs) (laughs) look at you. But Lancaster doesn't like this. He he goes and tries to make a little more drug money. And he's now has a gun with him as well. Um, Susan Sarandon and Burt Lancaster, you know, they have a falling out as a result of this, the lies and everything. And they split up. Burt Lancaster decides he's going to leave town. And he tries to get on a bus, but Susan Sarandon stops him because she wants this drug money from her husband. It's like, look, if I'm going through all this trouble, like, hook it up. Yeah, I'll take the drugs, too. It's not even just the money. Like, I'll see what I can <laughs> do. Let's <laughs> give me what I got coming. And she's like, tells the bus guy, like, oh, my uh, my father has, like, Alzheimer's. Can you get yeah. him off of this bus? There's no test for that. People could just say that. That's fucked up. Yeah, he'd be like, just like I fucked, I just fucked this woman. <laughs> like that would yeah. have to be like, hey, maybe, uh, <laughs> wait a second. Yeah, I think the bus driver was just like, he was just like, I don't want to get involved with this. I'm just doing my my job. Just get it, like whatever it takes you to like not 
do this anymore. <laughs> and I'd say if he was doing his job, he should have just been like, uh, he already paid for a ticket. Yeah. Get out of here. You want if you're worried about him, get on the bus with him. Well, Susan Sarandon convinced him. I know. I mean, when you look like Susan Sarandon yeah. in 1980, what yeah. do they do? <laughs> <laughs> or or even now, I'd still be like, yeah, no, whatever you need. So they're back together. The the guys come after him once more, but this time Lou's got a gun, Dan, and he fucking shoots him. And he's like, this feels great. I should have been doing this years ago. I love murder. He's got a big old boner now. Oh, I also forgot to say, I like the scene too, where like he's hanging out with Susan Sarandon and then comes back to Grace and is like horny and is like, oh. yeah, and like, she goes like, Lou, Lou, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun movie, guys. You should check it out. Yeah. So, yeah, they're running off. He's psyched. He's got a murder boner now. He feels like, you know, hot shit in a champagne glass. Things are going well. He's on a gravy train with biscuit wheels, Dan. What could mm-hmm. go wrong? So they run out of town. They, they're paying the toll. He's trying to give the toll person $1,000, which I would have just been like, yeah, here's your change, a dollar. Like, thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but she's very nice and honest. She even offers to pay the quarter. They get out of town. They hide out in a hotel. And he's like, seeing that there's you know a drawing of him going around which doesn't look like him whatsoever and he even did the best they they did okay but they needed uh what's her nuts chris from yeah (laughs) crimson Crimson kimono Kimono. yeah Yeah. we tried guys we we couldn't connect him just right but next time uh so yeah he calls grace and he's like ah i'm awesome that was me we got to buy the papers like Look what I did. He's still playing both women. It's very weird, his relationship with Grace, because he totally is just like, oh, I hate her. Like, fuck that woman. But then when he talks to her, he's just like, oh, Grace, I love you. (laughs) Playing the field, I guess. Yeah. Meanwhile, though, Sally's just trying to get out of there. She's like, this (laughs) this thing sucks. This guy's psyched about murdering people. And she's all along. We kind of we kind of went quickly, but basically just a, a quick rundown of like, so she her like end goal was she wanted to go to Europe and like be a professional France uh, specifically yeah, yeah, France and, and you know, what was it Monte Carlo and stuff like right, that, right. Uh, you know, to, to become, you know, a, uh, a dealer. And she had been having, she'd been sort of like dating Michelle Piccoli, who's much older than her as well. He's been trying to like romance her and, and, you know, she's like, maybe it's my ticket out, but I don't know. And you know, whatever. And she's, she's like trying to teach her stuff about music and about learning the language and stuff like that. But Bird Lancaster's character tries to sell her on this whole thing right now where it's like, oh, we can come with me and, you know, we'll go to Florida. And and she's like trying to like psych herself up for it, but like not, you know, like she's like, eh, maybe I could do it. I don't know. It's not really what I want to do. Well, I mean, with all these men she's been with from her husband to, you know, yeah. the guy at the casino to Lou, you know, it's more just like, how are these men going to get me out of my current situation yeah. to get me closer to where I want to be? Right. Lou himself says, I don't have a social security number probably going to be pretty hard to get a passport and never leave this country he's a dead end but he's still got all that money and she takes Mm -hmm. it from the wallet and he sees it but he's just like you know i'm just happy all this could happen i'm still so psyched i murdered someone life is good i have a bloody nose so i'm gonna be right back okay (laughs) (laughs) sorry about that no Uh, yes and no (laughs) i just lost a lot of blood so that was cool yeah, let's let's try to finish this thing. <laughs> let's wrap this I'm... one up. So, uh, yeah, she runs off, takes the money. He clearly knows about it. And he's like, you know, hey, here's the keys to the car. Good luck. You're going to need these. And then uh, he goes to get a cab and back to Atlantic City. The guy's reading the paper at the desk. And he's like, hey, 
I'm responsible for this murder. Shh, don't tell anyone. I would call the cops immediately afterwards. Yeah, that guy's just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you did? Well, then get out of here, because yeah. I don't want to be murdered, sir. Uh, and that's the end of the movie. That's Atlantic City. It's She drives off, and she's listening to that radio thing about wines and stuff like that. Yeah. In France and stuff like that. She kind of like chuckles a bit. Yeah, she did good. Yeah, she made out all right in the end. It's a happy story. You know, it's like, wasn't like she liked her husband or anything. No. Or she was happy about her life. It was a bummer she got fired, but, you know, it worked out in the end. She got mixed up with some pretty uh, iffy guys. So in the end, if she can walk away from that. and uh, Or she's just a magnet for another iffy guy. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, true. You got Dave, who sucked, clearly. He ran off with her yep. sister and got her pregnant and was into drugs and stuff. Yeah. And then um, you got this guy, Michelle Joseph. Yeah, yeah. The guy who works the casino. After he fires her because he's like, oh, your husband was a criminal. We can't have that. He's like, well, why don't you go sit next to these guys and see what happens? He like tries to pimp her out. Be some arm candy. Yeah. yeah it's fucked up. And then, of course, yeah, murderer Lou, who's also a liar. You know, like there's nothing good about this guy. I hope she does better. I hope this is, you know, I guess there's independence being found for herself. She's not relying on men anymore. Yeah. The happy ending. Yeah. Go yeah, team. Just a really interesting movie. Yeah. He's going to be up to her chin and lemons with that money yeah that's for sure <laughs> squeeze in a bath of them lemon bath just, that actually sounds pretty nice she has to stock up while she's on the road exactly oh boy and, and you know once you hit the midwest mm-hmm. there's no lemons there dan i was gonna say you're gonna start running out so you gotta stock up well hopefully you like to think she got a, she got away to to france yeah um, eventually eventually are you ready for some? Uh, I got. I actually got quite a decent amount of uh, some some interesting facts. I wanted to make a scurvy joke, but I have no way to put it in here. But yes, go ahead. Okay. Are you going to do it with the nose like that the whole time? Though it sounds a little weird. Does it? It sounds a little like this. Well, I'm sorry. For our, I don't know. For are we keeping the context of what happened in this episode, or am I editing it out? Because does it sound ba- that bad? It's just very like all of a sudden you're going to be. <laughs> It sounded one way, and then we'll sound another. Okay, if okay. we keep if we keep the context of what happened in here in some form, yeah, we can keep the context. So right. there's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, slight medical emergency <laughs> during during the uh, during the recordings. I I got a very bad bloody nose, so I am powering through uh, as best as I can. So I will try not to sound as nasally. Is that for a I... film noir podcast? How we bring the blood? Yeah, that's true. And in, uh, it's neo noir member, so it's in full color red, baby. Yeah, I should just say I got in a fight with somebody. Yeah, basically <laughs> this episode with me. It was a, a knockdown drag out. Um, you should so, see the other guy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, just after filming ended, Burt Lancaster nearly died during a routine gallbladder operation in January 1980, requiring multiple blood transfusions. Ugh, ugh, poor bastard. As someone that doesn't have a gallbladder anymore, I, I don't have to worry about that anymore. That's going to be me soon enough. I, I don't have a good gallbladder. I didn't yeah. take care of it. Yeah, you should. It's um, too late, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late. So Henry Fonda, James Mason, Lawrence Olivier, James Stewart, and Robert Mitchum were all considered to play the lead role of Lou. Fonda was rejected due to ill health and its associated insurance risk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, by that point, report- for sure. Yeah, exactly. Reportedly, when the producers saw that Mitchum had had a facelift recently, they lost interest. Ooh. Mitchum had said to them, quote, I just had my face lifted and I only play under 45 now. Wow. 
that's direct- hilarious. Yeah, I knew. I I, I made sure I had that one there for for you. I knew you would like that one. Director Louis Mal once commented on Burt Lancaster's reaction to the lead role. "Quote: Burt had read the screenplay, and the first thing that he said was, a part like that, especially at my age, happens every ten years if you're lucky." He knew it was a great part, and I really appreciated that he understood that right away. However, the relationship between Burt Lancaster and director Louis Mal uh, was very difficult, according to Lancaster's biography. So apparently. Everything wasn't smooth sailing during the filming. I believe that. Uh, one of 26 films to be Oscar nominated for all five key Academy Awards of Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Director, and Best Screenplay. And one of the six films that did not win any of it at all. Wow. Which is amazing that it didn't win anything, considering. Yeah, and then it just fell into obscurity. Exactly, which is, yeah, very unfortunate. The stunning footage of the Traymore Hotel being demolished on the Atlantic City boardwalk seen at the start of the film was actually about eight years old as the building was knocked down in 1972. Most of Atlantic City's old resorts, hotels, and entertainment piers were still standing when the film was made and can be seen in the picture. Many of them, however, were run down in disrepair, as we can see in the film. Within a uh, a couple of years of this film being made and released, many of them were just demolished to make way for new casinos. So, I mean, you really were seeing like the transition in this film. The earlier movie, The King of Marvin Gardens, 1972, which if you haven't seen, I highly recommend it to you and the listeners. Part of the Criterion box set with uh, it's like Bob Ralphson and like uh, Jack Nicholson. That whole company that did like Head, the Monkeys film and uh, uh, Five Easy Pieces, Easy Rider, Five Easy Pieces, stuff like that. It's a great Um, set. It's a it's a great it's a great set and it's a great movie all set in Atlantic City and a very decrepit era. Yeah, what like two more days of the Criterion sale, Dan? Yes. So, so pick it pick it run, up. Run, don't walk. Yes, that, that something like that especially is a good thing to take advantage of. Absolutely, it's a great a great box set. All 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 I think all pretty much all the movies in that box set are all all worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. So where was I? So in the earlier movie, King of Marvin Gardens was also shot in Atlantic City and similarly shows the city prior to the place's uh, massive casino redevelopment. When the movie was shot, there were only two operating casinos in Atlantic City, Caesars and Resorts, while Bally's Park Place only opened just as the end of principal photography. So, yeah, like I said, yeah. I mean, you're really seeing really a crossroads. And, yeah, it was not looking too great. And you see it in, throughout this movie. Would love to see a movie now catch us up with Atlantic City. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still not that great. I mean, it's, it's definitely no, on the down, downturn again. I mean, no, I don't that- think it ever turned up. Yeah, I mean, they were trying to revive it, at least. I remember when the the outlets, like right when you come into the city, they were really trying to kind of try to bring new people in and try to make it more of like a, they had like a, the, you know, more shopping and they wanted to have more yeah, attraction. Yeah, you can just go there. that far and then turn around. You don't need to go all right. the way in. Exactly. So yeah, it didn't really pan out. And yeah, it's just not necessarily a great place to be, but it's a very intriguing place. I'm always, I've always been fascinated since I was a little kid. It's a great kid. place for been... film noir. Absolutely. It's a, it's just a very interesting, interesting city. And with these movies, you know, this and, and the burglar, I've definitely grown a new appreciation for it. Yeah. I, I mean, one of these days we got to map out all of the locale filming locales from both movies and then do a little, uh, do a little trip and, yeah, uh, and check them out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, some of the places still exist. I mean, you could still go to spots. I mean, a lot of the places are, are demolished, but um, I mean, one of the, one of the spots in this film uh, is the famous, it's like the, the white, what was it? The, the white sub marine whatever called what yeah what's a white house sub shop that yeah. still exists and that's the place where he makes the phone call to dave's parents to say that he's dead that burt lancaster does and that place still exists there's also a um i mean there's the ripley's believe it or not museum is still there is that still there yeah and there's like a peanut place 
that, I believe. I, it shows up in this movie briefly. I have the tab open from back in the day, but it's still open and I wanted to visit it. That'd be cool. I like peanuts. One thing about the White House thing that I just... Peanut I just World, it's called. Peanut World. I like that name. It's a souvenir store. It's got this like giant peanut in there. It looks great. Sure, Yelp has two and a half stars for it, but hey. Is that not? shown in the movie? Briefly, like they walk by I'm trying or to, something. In the back, yeah, in yeah. the background. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I, I do remember hearing a story. I think there was an article. I'll have to see if I can find it about the White House sub shop that like apparently like the Beatles went there like went on their first trip to America. Oh, wow. And they like ate there and stuff like that. And they were like trying to hide out from like, you know, all the screaming fans. <laughs> so, there's some I'll see if I can find it. If I can find it, I'll send it to and you. And they're but like, it was, it was prefer our submarines yellow. Exactly. Maybe that's where they got the idea. <laughs> that sub shop in uh, Atlantic City. All right, that's, but that's all I got. We're wrapping up. Those are some great facts. We love Atlantic City, the place, the movie. We love the burglar, we're saying as well. Um, yes. uh, 9.2 out of 10 on this one for me, Dan. Wow. High praise, and I, I agree. Yeah, I liked I, it I, even I, more this second time. That's awesome, yeah. And I, I mean, loved it that first time. Yes, you did. I, I was very I immediately pleased. raved to you. Yes, I remember. It was a great a great day for me. <laughs> what What score would you give this? Out of ten bloody noses. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like right there with you. Like anywhere between nine, nine, nine point two. I think it gets like a seven point three on IMDb, but I would go more than that. I, I think I'm surprised by that, but I guess maybe it's people that love it and people that are just like, I don't get movies. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a strange one in in, in Louis Maul's overture, and also I think Stranger than the movie before this one. What's that one that just came out on Blu-ray? Uh trying to think of what it has like one, Brooke one. Shields in it as like a 15 year old prostitute or something oh also susan sarandon is in it oh what is that movie called oh, i'll find it like, i want to say like baby is in the title or something like that it is pretty baby it's pretty yes. baby yes yes I that's a weird one that. Conce- I've I, conceptually it. i've never seen it either i'm just saying everything yeah. i've heard about is like God, that exists wow yes yeah, I have not seen that one. But a I mean, weird I era in his career, for sure. Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah. like knowing, you know, the ones that I knew growing up, obviously, were Elevator of the Gallows, The Lovers, Fire Within, you know, stuff like that were the ones that I knew back in his earlier days. And my dinner with Andre is such a big deal, too. True. Yes, for sure. But also from this era, as we said, right. after this one. I don't know if it was immediately after, but it was pretty it soon. Was, yeah, yeah. It was. It was It was the follow-up. It was his direct nice. follow-up. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a great movie. But I think... Maybe maybe our praise is a little bit extra too because of like the locale. I, I think just because at least for me, just growing up, it's that's just for so you. Close. I could give a shit about Atlantic yeah. City as far as it, it was as far away as could be. It, it's a New Jersey that's points against it, but hey. I'm I'm starting to appreciate it more because of me, right? I mean, the movies have been pushed by you. Yes, <laughs> I'm just saying, appreciated me being from New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, it helps. I'm trying. We appreciate you trying. We appreciate Jersey trying. One day you guys will get there. One day we'll get left turns. Thank you guys so much for joining us for Neo Noir Vember. We gave it our all. We're literally bleeding for you right now. We sure are. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, we had a lot of fun this this round. It's always fun to come back. You get four movies a year. It's so hard to do, but between the eight episodes released so far, it is a nice little collection of films. Yeah. I'd watch looking them. For, looking forward to next next year. Next year, the challenges, we're going to try to get something from the 90s and beyond and mm-hmm. some other classics. It's going to be a real wacky time. But thanks so much, guys. 
come back Thursday, ace in the whole episode 100. Wow. Maybe I'll be bleeding that time. Yeah, that might be your turn. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks for joining me. Most importantly, without you, there is no audience or show. Oh, thank you. Thus, you the well. audience. Yeah. Yeah. Or Atlantic City, because I definitely wouldn't have watched this without you. Yeah. Way to go. And if Jersey wants to take credit for that too, why not? <laughs> oh, huzzah, huzzah. A golf clap, sir. <laughs> thank you. All right, everybody. We're holding up our Neo glasses to say one last time for the year. Here's the Neo crime. Here's the Neo crime. See you for 100. Woo! Come back. Please. Glad to see you're born again. Atlantic City, my old friend.